Good to see you today. We're glad you're here this morning. It's good to be back. Um, if you're new this morning and we haven't met, my name is Kyle. I'm one of the pastors here. We've actually been gone for the last couple weeks on vacation. So it's good to be home and be with family. We are wrapping up our series today called Heroes of the Faith. Say that with me. Heroes of the Faith. And if you were going to put together a question that kind of sums up what this series has been about, it would be, do we trust Jesus when we can't see and we don't understand? Do we trust Jesus when we can't see and we don't understand? Say that with me. Do we trust Jesus when we can't see and we don't understand? That's really what we've been asking the last few weeks during this series, and we're going to ask again today, is do we trust Jesus when we can't see and we don't understand? Um, while we were on vacation, we did a deep sea fishing trip. Has anybody ever gone deep sea fishing before? A few of you? Well, uh, I'm glad. hopefully you had a good time <laughs> when you were on that trip. But I'll tell you what I didn't understand. I don't understand when you take Dramamine, why it doesn't work. Okay. <laughs> We were going deep sea fishing. I've always wanted to go. We went 20 to 30 miles out. A lot of people caught fish. I didn't catch any. The only thing I caught was motion sick sickness. Uh, I took two Dramamine. I had the patch behind the ear. And right before I left, my wife had these wristbands that are supposed to help with, with motion sickness. Let me tell you, none of that worked. Okay? <laughs> so it was, it was an interesting experience. But, you know, when we're talking about things that we can't see and we don't, understand sometimes it's a lot heavier than those kinds of things. You know, it's easy to be consumed with fear in the moments when the outcome seems unknown or uncertain. It's easy to doubt and be filled with worry and anxiety when things feel unstable and unfamiliar. And it's even more tempting to question where God is when we're facing troubles and hardships. And Jesus invites us to trust him despite the circumstances that we may be facing. And as we look at this last passage of scripture today, um, we're going to start with verse 1, which says, Now faith is being sure of what we're hoped for and certain of what we do not see. Read that with me. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. Do we trust Jesus when we can't see and we don't understand? Will, will we have faith? Well, we've been reading and going through this passage of Scripture for several weeks. We know that by faith, several people from Scripture trusted Jesus when they couldn't see and they didn't understand. Just a few here, Abel and Enoch, and Noah, and Abraham, and Sarah, and Isaac, and Jacob, and Joseph, and Moses, and even the people of Israel. But today we're going to look at the last part of Hebrews 11, where it talks about the others who had faith. A lot of times when we read Hebrews 11, for those who've grown up in the church or you're familiar with this passage of Scripture, we tend to kind of look at the first half of that, and sometimes we ignore the back half of that verse where it talks about the others. Say that with me. The others. So we're going to read this on Hebrews chapter 11. How much more do I need to say? It would take too long to recount the stories 
of the faith of, and he starts listing others who've had faith, of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and all the prophets. By faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the the flames of fire and escaped death by the edge of the sword. Their weakness was turned to what? To strength. They became what? Strong in the battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again from death. So we read that. And then there's this. But who? But others. But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. Some were jeered at, and their backs were cut open with whips. And then who? Others were chained in prisons. Some died by stoning. Some were sawed in half. That's even hard to imagine. And others were killed with the sword. Some went about wearing skins of sheep and goats, destitute, let's finish it, and oppressed and mistreated. And they were too good for this world, wandering over deserts and mountains, hiding in caves and in holes in the ground. All these people earned a good reputation, let's read the next couple of words there, because of their faith. Yet none of them received all that God had promised. For God, let's finish it, for God had something better in mind for us so that they would not reach perfection without us. So today we see that there are some others. And as as you read a little bit into this and study commentary, God is inviting all of us to be people of faith just like they were. So there's a few things that we can just take from from the scripture today. If we just look at what we just read, along with what we've been talking about the last few weeks, there's about three things uh, this morning that we're going to focus on today. And here's the first one. Pretty simple. It's nothing if you've grown up around the church you don't know before, but maybe we need to be reminded of today. Faith in Christ doesn't prevent troubles and hardships. Say that with me. Faith in Christ doesn't prevent troubles. It doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. In fact, John 16, says, I have told you these things so that despite the troubles and the things going on in this world, that in me you may have peace. And in this world you will have, you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. That's a promise today. In fact, maybe this morning there's somebody in here today that you're dealing with troubles and hardships, you're dealing with something in your life that's ongoing, maybe it's a physical need today, maybe it's a financial need, maybe it's a a relational need today, but understanding that despite the troubles that you're going through, Jesus promises the follower of him peace if we seek him. He doesn't say we're not going to have trouble, but he says, take heart, I have overcome the world. Here's another thing that Paul writes in his second letter to Corinth. He says, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect, when? In weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. Let's read it together. So that Christ's power may rest on me. 
Then he goes on to say, that's why for Christ's sake I delight in weaknesses, in insults. Let's read it. In hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Listen to this. Jesus says in Matthew 5, chapter 10, Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness. For theirs, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. This morning, we need to be reminded today that if you're a follower of Christ, you will face troubles and hardships. Oftentimes, when troubles and hardships come, we act like, where in the world did this come from? Why is God punishing me? What in the world is going on? I don't understand this. And if we, we are thinking of it from a human perspective, we can come to that conclusion. But if we're followers of Christ and we're not just hearers, but doers of the word, and we understand what God's word's talking about, we know that this life has troubles and hardships. Another thing we can take from this passage today is that faith in Christ requires trusting in the promises of God, including eternity. Let's say that. Faith in Christ requires trusting in the promises of God, including eternity. Folks, even though this world is filled with troubles and hardships, just kind of going off where we're going today with this passage of Scripture, we have the hope of heaven, amen? And that includes eternity. Listen to what John says. Do not... Say that with me. Do not, I love that, do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are how many rooms? Many rooms. If it were not so, I would have told you. And then he says, I'm going to prepare a place for you. This morning, as we read his passage of scripture and we see so many people that face persecution and trials and hardships today, we have the hope of heaven. We live in a fallen world. This last week, we went to district assembly and we have a missionary speaker come and speak. It was a phenomenal message. And he was talking about how in, in America, American churches, um, we always talk about the mission field being overseas and and the fact that there are so many, you know, different kinds of things going all over the world. And we need to pray for Africa. We need to pray for Iran. And he said, you want to know where the fastest growing churches are? It's in places like that. In fact, he said, Iran right now is the fastest growing church, a Nazarene church anyway, around the world. He said, you want to know where the darkest place right now in the world is? In the United States. In fact, he was a missionary from Korea. He'd been overseas for a long time. He said, my wife and I are being called back to the States because this is the new mission field. And I don't think it's hard for us to look around in our culture today and see evil and hardship and trouble and persecution. People being angry with each other. There's so much hatred going on. And in the midst of all that, Jesus says, do not, let's read that first sentence again. Do not let. In fact, what this whole series is about, and we end up having faith series quite a bit because a lot of scripture, it's about having faith. 
And we have to have faith and trust that God is in control despite the fact that the world around us is deteriorating. Listen to this. He says, if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. I love uh, this scripture here that Paul says. You know, it's kind of like um, at Christmas time, sometimes my wife will tell me something that got the kids. Don't tell my wife I do this, okay? But sometimes I won't tell them what they got, but I'll be like, hey, I know what your mom got you. You're going to love it. <laughs> Dad, tell me what it is. Give me five bucks. I was like, I can't tell you, but I'm just telling you, you're really going to like it. Listen to this. This is kind of like that. Listen, I, no one really knows what God has prepared, but I'm going to tell you, you're really going to like it. In fact, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared. Let's read it. For those who love him. That's hope today, this morning. These others that, that we read in Scripture faced persecution and trial and troubles and suffering. And as we read, we see that there was, they were pointing towards heaven. Faith in Christ doesn't prevent troubles and hardships. Faith in Christ requires trusting in his promises, including eternity. And faith in Christ is trusting that God is faithful when? In the meantime, amen? Pretty, pretty basic today, but that's kind of where he was going with the last part of that today. It's trusting that there is a heaven and that God is preparing for us. It's trusting that sometimes hardships are going to come. And it's trusting that God is faithful in the meantime. How about a familiar scripture for many of us, but maybe a brand new one for some? Trust in the Lord with what? With all your heart and lean not on what you see and lean not on what makes logical sense to you and lean not on the emotions that social media puts out and, and gets you going on and lean not on what others think and what others say. No, it says lean not on your own understanding in all your ways. Do what? That's important. Isn't it? Have you been around someone before? And let's be honest, we've all been that person. Some of us verbalize it. Others do it inside our head. But we all do it, whether we do it outwardly or inwardly. We're all like, everything's terrible. Life is terrible. I don't see anything good. Sometimes you're sitting next to someone like that. Well, I'm glad you're here. You're just a breath of fresh air, aren't you? This <laughs> negative Nathan and negative Nancy over here. How are you doing? Well, it's horrible. Everything's horrible. We're going to have fun on that trip. Yeah, it's probably somebody's going to get seasick. I just know it. <laughs> They're right. We don't have to live like that, church. We can trust in the Lord. Jehovah Jireh, right? For those who may not know, Jehovah Jireh means my provider. God provides for us. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And here's a promise. Let's read the promise. 
and he will make your paths straight. How about this passage of scripture in Isaiah? I love this. When you pass through the waters, here's the promise. Let's read it. I will be with you. And when you pass through the rivers, let's read, they will not sweep over you. When you walk through the fire, let's read it, you will not be burned. Let's finish it. The flames will not set you ablaze. Here's a little bit of commentary about what we've been talking about today. I love this. Matthew Henry says, we must be God's waiting servants. God's waiting servants. Say that. God's waiting servants. When we can be no longer his working servants. To help their patience, he assures them of the near approach. Talking about the verses that we read earlier. He assures them of the near approach of Christ's coming in verse 37. There is an appointed time and beyond that time, he will not delay, which means troubles and hardships have an expiration date. They will not be forever. Sometimes we are simply God's waiting servants. Can I just confess today? I'll go first. I don't like waiting. You know, and, and our phones and McDonald's and Amazon, they've taught us that we don't always have to wait. We can get what we need fairly quickly. And when something's taking too much time, we tend to, we get frustrated. But as we understand God's gospel and the kingdom of God, there are times it's not sexy, it's not fun, it's not something that, that we like doing, but in faith, say that with me, in faith, trusting Christ, we're called to just serve by waiting. Waiting on his answer. Christ's followers exercise their faith during the waiting season. So the question I have for you today is, there's too many of us in here. What are you waiting on? What is it that's up in the air for you today? What is the unknown, the unfamiliar, the uncertain? Maybe you're waiting on your your adult child to come to Christ. Maybe you're waiting on the results of a doctor's test that you've taken. Maybe you're waiting on God to restore your marriage. Maybe you're waiting for some type of answers financially. Maybe you're waiting for wisdom and direction and guidance. What would happen this morning if instead of getting impatient, instead of getting angry, instead of being miserable to be around while you wait. We all know those people, right? They're waiting on to hear if they got the job. They're waiting on, you know, whatever. And they are a nightmare to be around. They don't handle it well. Well, for those of you who don't handle it well, what if you just trusted the Lord? And know that God's in control. See, when the waiting season comes, will we trust him?
Uh, before service, I had uh, some come up to me and want to be anointed today um, for different various things. Some of them are in the waiting season. And so as the band comes up this morning and we think about this series and we think about faith and we think about the fact that um, Christ has us sometimes endure hardships and troubles and persecution. Some of us are, are facing persecution from another family member or from someone else because of our faith today. Maybe you'd like to be anointed today on behalf of someone else or yourself. Um, in James chapter 5, it tells us to pray for those uh, that are sick and just to, to anoint them with oil. So maybe you'd like to be anointed today. Maybe you'd like to be anointed on behalf of just direction about where God's going to have you go. We haven't had an anointing time um, in a while. Or maybe today, and so if you'd like to be anointed, I'll just be standing here during this song and you can come and I can anoint you. But also maybe you'd like to just come and pray today. Maybe there's just a gentle whisper today that God's just simply saying to you, hey, will you trust me during this waiting season? We read the, the passage of scripture in Jeremiah 29, 11, where it says, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. But, but what we may not realize, maybe some of you do, is that that happens during exile. It's not when things are going well, they're in, they're in Babylon, you know, they're, they're away from home, they're in exile. They're in a waiting time. What if you trusted God in the midst of that? So we want to open up the altars today. And we'll be down here to anoint if you'd like to be anointed, but let's just stand this morning. Lord Jesus, we thank you today for who you are. We thank you, Lord, that you love us. We pray, Lord, that we would be people of faith that would trust you. Father, we thank you for the heroes of the faith. But Father, help us to be people that trust you in big ways. We thank you in Jesus' name. Everybody said, amen, amen.